0: Ladies and gentlemen, a very good evening and a warm welcome to your Sunday night therapy anti-crystal palace. I hope you're all well. Welcome to the Red and Blue Review. Don't forget to check out our Twitter account. Give it a like, share or follow or whatever it is you do on Twitter, but please get on there. Please also get onto our Instagram account. Uh, Tim, Tom Clark Samuel's is doing some massively hard work on there at red underscore and blue underscore, blue under review, underscore, underscore, and underscore that as well. Okay. And he is all over it. So please seriously jump on there. Give it a like and follow. He's doing his uh Brighton uh review, review or preview uh, going live. I think it's tomorrow sometime. I'm sure he'll tell me in the chat. But please get on there and follow our Instagram and our Twitter accounts. Ladies and gentlemen, we know this is going to be a tough watch, okay? Not because of the panel that I've got on board, but because of the state of the game yesterday, but mainly because of the panel. Uh, First of all, and a welcome back to Tim. How are you, man? I'm good. Hello, everyone in happy land out there. And your background looks as though you're You're still in New Zealand, but we know that's not true. Uh, Talking about backgrounds, the guitar man's back with us. Greg Ellis, how are you, man?
1: Evening, I'm good, thank you. Hope everyone's well and uh, good evening to all watching.
0: And welcome back to Mr. Lyons. We miss you, man.
2: We miss you. Uh, you look as though you got your grand piano. Are you going to play us a song on that thing later on? I may do, but it may be more painful than watching yesterday's game. I don't think that's going to be possible, mate. I don't think that's going to be possible. It wasn't
0: that bad yesterday. Good evening, everybody out in Facebook land. I can see you. Ian, Nadim, Paul, Richard, Gary and whoever else is out there. Welcome to you all. Joan, how are you? John Knox, hello, mate. Simon Cribbin in Canada. Mate, get your backside over here for a game. I miss you. And I'd love to see you. Georgia Wagru. great to see you in the uh, fan zone yesterday. Rob, I can see you out there as well. Guys, as I say, this probably won't be the easiest watch in the world, but we've got some good stuff coming up as well uh, we've, we've got some positivity coming up and we'll come on to that a little bit later later on um we're gonna do we're going start off if you don't mind with the other teams around the club and and see how they've been getting on uh the under 18s uh yesterday played Arsenal at home and ran out four three as you can see on screen four three victors at the crystal palace training ground so congratulations to them up next for the under 18s they've got They are home to Leicester on Saturday, the eighteenth of March at twelve o'clock kickoff. And the under twenty ones didn't have a game this week. Um, And since well, certainly not since our last show. uh, Their next game is also against Arsenal under twenty ones on Friday, the seventeenth of March at seven o'clock in the evening. Premier League Two Division One. It says at Crystal Palace training ground. I'm not too sure what that actually means. Good news, however. Let's have let's before we get into yesterday's. Uh, action and everything else, let's talk about some good news and celebrate the fact that the girls are banging at home. Girls, fantastic. There's your lineup for today's game that was away at Bramall Lane in Sheffield. Okay, and I am delighted to say uh, that captain there, Coral Haynes, as you can see there, slapped home the winner. Uh, She's, I'm delighted to say they are on a run now. That's three out of the last four wins for the girls. Okay, Coral, if you are listening on the coach, I know you've got the link. Please click that link and enter the show. Come on and tell us about the goal. I've seen the goal uh, and I listened to some of the action on the FA uh, website. So congratulations. There you go. There's girls at Bramwell Lane after the after the game celebrating the win. Well done to Dean and the team and all of you lovely ladies. I think it's a fucking cracking result up there. Um, and the next game for the ladies is away at Birmingham. And if... The results go our way on that fixture. We potentially could go third in the championship. So they they did have a rocky period a few weeks ago, uh, but they are on a roll at the moment. So congratulations to all concerned. I think it's really good news. Um, So if you are watching Coral, you know what to do. We're waiting for you. Please come along and tell us about your day. Uh, Let's move on to the Lone Watch, how some of our players are doing out in uh, football land up and down the country. Jezrak Saki played for 71 minutes yesterday for Charlton and did not score. Again. Okay, that's two games in the shot now that he hasn't hit the back of the net. And they yeah. drew it home to Accurton Stanley. No match this week for Remy Matthews at St. Johnson. They don't play till next weekend. Daniel Quick played for Billericay Town in a 1-0 home defeat to Wingate and Finchley. Never heard of them. Rob Sch- Three started for Shrewsbury Town, scored on the 44th minute and was substituted in the 90th. Killian Phillips, strangely enough, was not part of the squad in a 3 in 1 home win against Morecambe. Jake O'Brien played all 90 minutes for RWD but Molenbeek this afternoon and 2 2 went at home to Club NXT. Jack Butland, what was the point in him, boys? Let's just stop there for a minute. What was the point in Jack Butland going to Man United? Somebody educate me because once again, Jack Butland did not even make the bench for Southampton today, against Southampton today. He not even been on the bench of that thing. He's been up there.
2: What was the point? Somebody educate me? Because I don't know. Is that a rhetorical education question, or are you actually throwing <laughs> it to us?
0: Yeah, no, I'll throw that to you guys. Can, well, can anybody see okay. the
2: logic? I'll pick that up then. I think it's just to save wages. I can't think of any other reason, because... He's not even getting a sniff, is he? Let's be honest. And we're putting kids on, on the bench. Um, it's, it, it is a bizarre. And also not entirely sure that we can actually recall him from the loan. So I don't know. It's a little bizarre. But there you go. What can you do? Maybe, maybe it it was... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to go there.
0: Okay. Well, Malachi Boateng played a full 90 minutes for Queen's Park and again was booked in the 90th minute. Malcolm Ebiowy came off the bench for Hull City at half-time in a 1-1 draw away to Coventry. A couple more for you. Luke Plange came on a substitute in the 78th minute for Lincoln City in their 2-1 defeat at Exeter City. And David Boateng was not in the squad for Dover. I think we call that a day there on all the loans. So, on we go. Um, Boys, whilst yesterday was another defeat and we've got two more tough fixtures coming up, just an overview, really, before we start start before Greg goes in the game itself. Is there any from the massive positivity coming up for the next, I don't know, three months? Tim, you go first. I'm struggling. He's looking up from the sky. I'm I struggling.
3: Think. Yeah, <laughs> struggling. Um, I think we'll be all right, but it's there's a lot of things not right with the club. I think uh, that there's something's not 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 firing there. Um, we should be okay but on our current form four goals this year no home wins since October three consecutive games without a shot on target I'm trying to be glass half full but the form we're in like, yeah, I'm struggling with it
0: Okay, uh, Greg same question to you mate we know what we're going to be talking about coming up later in the show just yet Yeah, but- absolutely Can you see anything positive from the way things are at the moment?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can. Uh, I think we've had a a really tough run of fixtures. Uh, I know we've mentioned that before, um, but we've literally got, you know, everybody below us left to play. Now, we're not in great form, but, you know, we are going up against, you know, the best of the best, you know, albeit Brighton, unfortunately, is sort of in that mix at the moment. You know, Man City and Arsenal you know, there's, we've, we took a point of Liverpool that the, the positives are the Southamptons, Leeds, Everton's, Forests are all to come. Now, that is the season. Three wins, three draws, and the season's over. We're on the beach. That's it. It's done. Now, that is, that is what we need to look to, and we need to draw positives from the fact that that's what's coming. This doesn't mean to say they're easy or winnable games, but they are games against teams that you would like to think Palace will go out and beat. I understand the stats are, are what they are with regards to shots on targets and things like that but you know P- palace aren't going to set the, the world alight against those bigger sides the Gulf's never been bigger than what it is now you know the confidence is low this is the make or break part now for palace and Vieira. this this is it now this is where they've got to go dig in get the victories and get on the beach
0: I think you're talking sense there. Tim, uh, Ian, I want to ask you a question. Tim, uh, Greg just used the word confidence, low confidence. Uh, I know that losing is an easy habit to get into and everything else. Uh, it's certainly screwing up my mental health at the moment. Um, on the way to the game, you said, I was watching. I was listening to the, on the radio to the liverpool Bournemouth game and I wanted, I can't believe I've been saying this, but I actually wanted Liverpool to win this. Mind, I hate anything to do with Merseyside. Uh, by the way, uh Ian Noble's watching us in the chat evening. In he's just told us Butland did make the bench for the European game in the week. Um, yeah, so and all of a sudden uh, Liverpool win a penalty and Mo Salah picks the ball up and I'm thinking, come on, let's let's get Bournemouth in deep with shit that they, they they already are. And then Salah, believe it or not, Mo Salah goes and skies it and it's still coming down from the other back of the stand, I believe, uh, and it was just. And then, of course, as we know, Bournemouth went on to win the game, and that's screwing my head up. Greg was talking about, um, you know, it, habits and everything else. Do you think we are in trouble? Ian, you're a man of a voice of reason.
2: Well, I have to say that, uh, obviously, that's why Ellis is much missed, Mr. Ellis, because he gave an eminently sensible reply. Uh, and it comes to something when out of all of us, I am the one that's Mr Positive, positive. So, hold on to your hats ladies and gentlemen because yeah I am positive um I don't think there's a lot wrong at the minute um, other than the fact that I mean, we clearly have people in the club that know where the the goal and the net are but apparently they're all women. Um, it's, it's when we when we get when we get a chance um, well I know we're going to talk later about what we think the issues are and what needs to be done. But uh, Paul uh, McNamara has uh, come up with great positive and something that I've said for a couple of, uh, couple of games now is that I think Congo is looking a positive, positive. Uh, positive in the way that how he plays and how he's settled into the team and the effect he has on us uh, when he's playing. Uh, maybe not in so far as that, you know, he's someone that we'll be able to nick from Arsenal because if we get a chance, I think we'd, uh, we should put an in-offer for him. But... Uh, there are positives. Uh, we, we're not getting absolutely battered. We uh, let, let's put this in perspective. We had the hardest start at any Premier uh, for any Premier League team in the history of the Premier League, based on the rankings where our first eight or ten fixtures finished in the previous season. We're just going through that second batch uh, of, of games again, uh, which should end in the next three games or so. And then that's when, you know, uh, the the boys have touched upon, that's when we really need to see something from the side. That's when we really need to see something from Vieira uh, as to how to change it. And it's the attitude. And too often Palace have been a team that pull off the results against the teams above us and not teams around us and below us. And that is what we have the opportunity to do and we need to do. Otherwise, we will be in a relegation scrap. But if we do get points against teams in and around us, that just gives the gap. That just stretches the gap and puts them in trouble. Um, and I think the shackles will come off. Um, I hope I'm right, but we'll, we'll wait and see, won't we?
0: Thank you, Mike. Um, so let's go. Let's kick off straight away, if you don't mind, guys, into the lineup for yesterday's game. Now, again, on the way to the game, you I'm thinking about. <clears throat> what would screw my mental health up madly, okay? And I don't, I'm not one that actually normally suffers with issues with mental health, but Crystal Palace are pushing me in that direction at the moment. And I thought to myself, well, do you know what? I know we haven't got Czech Nicore in the, in the lineup because he's obviously serving his one match suspension, but as long as he doesn't play Milivojevic, uh and he doesn't recall Shup, and obviously it'd, it'd be nice to if we could, as a was to replace Ayu. And of course, there's no surprise to me, and I'll get to the ground and, and, the lineup was exactly just as I've just said. Guaita, Klein, who I want to talk about in a minute. Gihi, Alison, Mitchell, Lacongo, who Ian, incidentally, don't forget, can't play against his parent club at the weekend. Milivojevic, uh, Schlut, Ayu, uh, Zaha, and Elise. Um, I was a bit disappointed Amahada didn't get, make a start or even. Edward didn't come, didn't make a start, but that was what he chose. And I sort of understand it, if if I'm honest with you. Um, uh, And I was concerned about the Milivojevic thing initially, but having watched the game live, and I was actually at Sellers Park, I think probably our best player in the first half, I hate to say what I'm about to say, was our skipper, Luka Milivojevic. I thought he pushed us forward. Okay, he pushes out the box. Okay, and we weren't playing as deep. Ian, I'm happy to discuss it with you in great detail. he pushed us forward and out of the box. Whereas in the second half, uh, I know he got his. I, I know he got an early booking, and it's a stupid early booking. But he, uh, after he got substituted, we dropped onto the 18 yard box, uh, inviting Man City even more onto us. Anyway, I might be talking crap there. Why don't you, before you respond, Okay, come on. why don't we let Greg do his match review, okay, and then we can chew the cover over what I just said. Greg Ellis.
1: Okay, so apologies in advance to everybody that usually watches the show, and uh, our talisman, Ian Noble, who normally delivers this, so uh, unfortunately, these are my my ramblings from from watching the game. So I, I've, I've decided, to, I've, I've picked out about, uh, probably about 15 or 20 key moments of the game, so um, really, I suppose that the, the first in the first half um, from Foden's corner, Gundogan lays across onto the head of Stones, which sort of drops to Rodri. Uh, it forces a good save from Gwate, uh, which is then cleared after a short melee. Um, so I think the, the thing I took from that the most uh, really was I, I quite like the, the lovely hot pink goalkeepers kit. If I'm honest with you, um, but yeah, not 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 a great start. <laughs> Uh, uh grealish then you know again another another manchester city attack grealish sets out on a on a mazy run and and skips past klein unfortunately with 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 relative ease and drills his shot just wide of Guaita's right hand side post um on the on the um replay i, th- I think Guaita had it covered um there, there was a little bit of palace action um a, a bright run from elise um, he lays the balls off, off to Zaha, but really Zaha doesn't really get at the shot away and it gets blocked and, and cleared quite quite easily. Um Palace Palace were then outmaneuvered by City. Um I can only really describe it as a as triangle passing, because again, when I watched it on the replay, and you see the positioning um of, of the players. Um it, it really is. It, it was just too easy for city to just pass through the team. Um, so an AK squares the ball to Harland, but, um, and he, and he just sends it over the bar from, from the, from the six yard uh, box, um, any other day, you know, we're, we're, we're probably two, nearly three down at this point. Um, and, and I think at that stage of the game, I, I was just thinking our city, are, are they just, you know, they, they, are they just having an off day? Um, okay. So, uh, Man City had a bit of interplay from Grealish and Haaland. I guess they're, they're popping up quite a lot. You know, they, I think they featured pretty heavily in the first half. Um, it sees Haaland win the ball in the six-yard box uh, with Guaita, um stretching to make a save and, and the ball ricochets back to Haaland. Um, and then it was a really, I thought it was a really odd shot uh, and quite reminiscent of Jeff Thomas versus France, how it manages to sort of completely miss the goal. And and head towards the corner flag, um, so that that was a you know a, a, a let off. And and really covering the first half, that it was it was pretty one sided. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that Palace were terrible. I, I think it's more what we, what I touched on earlier. This is Man City. This is the best team probably in the world. Um, you know, we're not ever really going to be in a great position to dominate the game. But, you know, let's face it, we get to we get to half-time at nil-nil and we, we fended off Man City at this point. So heading over to the second half, uh, there's a free kick on the edge of the box uh, with Milivojevic sort of handling uh, Grealish. Uh, his arm is on Grealish, but I think the contact, it is, it is quite light. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, given... If it was the other way around, we would have been screaming for the foul. But I, I did think it was a bit light. Um, Foden hits the target and it does produce, a, I think, a brilliant save from Guetta. Um You know, clearly, I think he's had, I think he's had an excellent game um, without him between the sticks. Um, you know, it, a previous goalkeeper who, you know, I won't mention his name, but rhymes with Bain, Benassi, you know, we might, we might have been, you know, a, a few goals, a few goals down. Um, and then the, the next attack again from Manchester City, Silver's out wide. I still can't believe that he missed this. Um, and he sends an absolutely beautiful pass into the, the the feet of Alvarez and he does an absolutely stunning turn. Uh, and at that point, I'm just thinking, here you go, floodgates now. And, uh, and he misses the target. Uh, I, I thought that was a real shocker. Uh, and then, you know, the confidence that sort of gave me, I just thought, yeah, City are not going to score today. This is this is going to be nil-nil, you know. And, and maybe I was right last week. We're going to get, you know, an, an own goal in the last minute off someone's backside. Um, OK. Um, City. I think City are pretty well known for cynical fouling. Um, it, it it kind of, for me, it takes a bit of shine off off their, their playing. But, yeah, Ake brings Alise down. Um you know season gets uh getting getting yellow card I th- it was really agricultural um but but again you know as as we watch football and in the modern game um you know this this is kind of a this is a big boy tactic isn't it this this is what this is what teams do to kind of scythe away any kind of of, of opportunity um i don't want to digress too much away from the game and and, and i'd probably get pelters for this but it does make me think a yellow card's kind of pointless is and uh, I don't want to call it sin bin but you know there isn't any real advantage and if, if you wanted to cut that out of the game that kind of cynical ne- negativity you know if players went off for 10 or 15 minutes would that would that change their tactics and I, I can't help but think it would be a good thing but you know like I said I, I, I'd love to hear people's views in, in the comments on on what they, they think of that would that improve the game if, if you remove that kind of cynical, Tactic away. Okay, so Grealish threads another pass into Harland, um, who um, who drags his shot wide. Uh, but luckily, that was that was offside. But again, it was just another example of of really, if City were on on fire on their day, then I really think we you know we we're, we're, we're like lambs to slaughter. Okay, then um, the goal or the penalty, I should say. Um, there's a short corner played into Gundogan, who is then fouled by Elise. It, it's it's definitely a penalty. That, you know, that unfortunately, it's 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 a stonewall penalty. It's a, it's a clear rush of blood to the head. And when I saw it, and I've seen the replay a few times, I just thought to myself, did he really need to make a challenge? You know, I, I just thought all he really had to do was put the player under pressure, and I think he would have passed the ball back out to to the corner taker um so <laughs> Harlan steps up and, and and to be honest I think we all really knew he wasn't going to miss you know appreciate Salah's penalties a are, are work of art but you know I, I don't know I, I was pretty confident that that we were going to be one nil down so he's, he, to be honest I've written here he slots the penalty uh like he's driven his Rolls Royce into a garage you know that's 34 goals this season that you know he's I know we're all Palace fans, but to be fair, it is hard not to watch City and and Haaland and and just think, you know, this is unreal. You know, Ronaldo. I guess we've we've seen that kind of talent, but you know, thirty four goals in one season and and to get so many, so quick, and so many hat tricks. It's, you know, I do like watching him. I don't like I don't like him scoring goals against the Palace, but you know, he is he is a, he is a talent. So there was there was a good move. Um, so Zahar was twisting and turning, um. In, in the in the, the middle of the park, um, and John Stones sort of contorts his body, and then and, and I thought it was really dramatic. Sort of falls to the floor, clutching his knee, and I just think he was that he created that scenario. I don't think that you know clearly that you know Zaha is. I think I think he kind of holds him, but I just I just thought I, I you know you you're the you've you created that Stones. There there was. Nothing I, personally
0: I personally think he's I personally think he is a crap. Centre half, I really do, but that's my opinion. Sorry, mate, you interrupted.
1: No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, and then a, a rare Palace move. So Elise Elise sends the ball over to Zaha. Um, when the ball the ball falls to Edward and he lays it off, uh, into our Hamada and he, he sends a really nice pass uh, through to Eze, um, but whose shot is deflected out for a corner. So, um, Eze moves the ball. Uh, sorry, Edward moves the ball over to Eze, who finds Zaha. Zard does a few twists and turns, and he makes some space down the left-hand side. Um, but his cross literally misses absolutely everybody, and then it's it's easily cleared. And just watching that move, it was it's it's really horrible because you think these guys, these guys, they you know they're training week in, week out. They're working on you know being in the box, having a presence. And and I know it's I know it's really difficult and really easy for us to say, but. You know, you've got to find players in in that situation. So when that when that ball just goes across and it misses everybody, it, it's just, you know, you're just thinking to yourself, are we ever going to score again? You know, and, and just dropping back to like the lineup, I completely understand with what you're saying, you know, um you can understand that lineup, but you know, there isn't a centre forward really, you know, starting, is there? You know, it, it's it's I get why we've gone that way because it's City. You know, I, I don't. Well, I guess at that point, I think Edouard is on the pitch, so you, you could you could give that. Um, I think look, overall, um, I think I'm going to draw the line under the game there. We, we've all seen it, and you know, there's only a few things you can really take away from it. But I, th- I think Palace played doggedly, I think City were lackluster in front of goal. Um, it should definitely have been more than one nil. It kind of left me thinking, did Palace deserve a point? and ultimately was the defeat of our own making, was it friendly fire? And you know, it you you hey we're a review show and you know we were just chatting before before the show starts and I said I can't blame you know Elise um for it. He's young. Uh and I'm not gonna name names unless they want to come forward. But you know they they're right, you know, it, it was his fault really. Um Harlan's still got a score but you know you you, you can look at that and, and you and you and you think if we don't bring um, Gundogan down, we, we've scrapped for a nil-nil. We're having a different show tonight, and you know we've we've come away with a point. And you're going to look at points against Man City and Liverpool as positives. So absolutely,
0: absolutely. Listen, um, I thank you for that, mate. And it's stuff that on there a couple of bits and pieces I do want to pick up on. Apparently, according to Bruce in the chat, I'm on a yellow card for using the c-word and interrupting you during that. So my apologies, uh, Tim. You wanted to make a point.
3: Yeah, just going into the chat, really. Um, Sad one, well, I think, first is uh, Chris, Chris Sturk. Um, thank you for some positivity. I've had to come off the BBS and not even looking at the match feeds afterwards. So, to- so toxic and a real shame. Um, Palace Pins, my only concern is if this team has the desire to fight against the bottom teams. Uh, John, CPFC, don't have the players to get us out of trouble, afraid. Uh We'll be in a scrap. Come on, we are in it. Martin Smith. I can't see PV taking us forward. He wasn't first choice as manager. He certainly wasn't mine. But I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. His team selection, playing players out of position, not playing any strikers, no matter how poor they are, I'm sorry to say he needs to go ASAP. Rob Doherty. We should play to our strengths. Sadly, we don't have any at the moment. Change of tactics needed sooner rather than later. Why do we always have to go behind before we play with passion? Paul Grant. Greg, was Aston Villa one of our hard run of fixtures? Because as much as they were garbage, we were worse. Paul Wyatt. This is something seriously wrong at the club. Three games and no shots on goal. Come on, fellas, wake up. And finally, Daniel Garlick. Let's just accept we are a team in the Premier League with lacklustre resters and PV has not been backed. We have to continue to invest in the team at every opportunity. Now, just following on from that, the first thing I'd say is I was standing next to Lord Noble, uh, the game yesterday, and we were standing there as the teams came out and you just look at the Manchester City squad as they walk past and you're just like, holy SHIT, now I'm on a yellow card. That's it. But if it wasn't by a stupid mistake from Elise, and I don't think it's the first that he's cost us this season, we would have got a nil-nil and a deserved nil-nil, I think. But to to Ian's point and Greg's about, you know, we all want to be positive and, and I'd like to be. But if we were playing and we were getting lots of shots in and like there were great saves, hitting the post, just going wide and looking like it, I'd be positive. But I can't be positive. That's stats, yeah, stats are only stats. But you spend your money to go and watch the team play. You want to see shots on target. I don't care who you're playing but for three games, not a shot on target, and not even looking like getting a shot on target. I don't see logically how you can say, Yes, we're playing the other teams, get the next two games out the window. If you look how Everton are playing there, how much they're fighting, how much Leeds are fighting. All right, they didn't they didn't do it against Brighton, but they're still fighting. I don't see that.
0: Okay, Greg, I'm going to come to you in a second. I'm just going to pick up on one point you, you spoke about there, if you don't mind, Tim, and, we, and I'm quite happy to throw it over to the rest of you. Um, you said about Elise, a stupid tackle in the box. It was, okay? Let's make no bones about it. We all know ridiculous tackle in the box, stupid challenge, gave away the penalty, ultimately cost us a point for sure. That's all it did. It, so it was a real shame because, uh, in my personal opinion, at that point during the game, I actually thought for the first time in the game, we were actually on the ascendancy. You could just tell that Man City were getting frustrated, more and more frustrated that they hadn't scored. They had all the possession in the world. They had you know shots on target and everything. Else, and they hadn't scored. A couple of good saves. And you'd like to point them out, great from Guaita, uh, who I believe was man of the match yesterday, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. But the one thing that we, over the last few weeks, uh, the whole of Palace Twitter, all of the places... Everywhere social media have been criticizing the fact that um Elise has been exposing our right back, if you like, to everything. Okay. He's not tracking back, he's not helping, he's not assisting the back four, if you like. Okay. He, yeah, you know, he's great going forward, we know that. But he, you know, the criticism of him is he hasn't been tracking back. Well, let's let's play a little bit fair here. Yesterday, he was back in a defensive position at a corner, which you could argue. Our right back should have gone out to, to close down that short corner that Greg just alluded to. I think people out there are saying that uh, Alicia hasn't been doing this, Alicia hasn't been doing that. I think we've seen a second part of his game. Ian, I'll come, you can have this from right now. A second part to his game that is actually improving, and that is his tracking back and his work rate. Ian.
2: Right. Before I do it, and maybe Tim, if you could just keep track of this, I'm going to ask everyone watching now what they think we need change of formation strikers midfielders whatever just put down there what we need while you're thinking about that i'm just going to say nick how the hell you can say john stones isn't a good player i've no idea because he's a great center back um secondly luca your thoughts on him having a great game i didn't see it we were on the back foot for the first 15 minutes of it's yesterday's game, uh, for the first 15 minutes of yesterday's game, we were on the back foot and camped on and around our penalty box. Luca did actually, didn't he didn't do too bad, but as soon as he, he made that stupid flick, lost his head and then got booked, he went, completely went out of the game. When we changed formation and we had to bring players on, then yeah, okay. Uh, which brings me on to my next point about this talent we have. Um, at the minute, we it seems to me that Vieira is trying to do everything to play our talent and get as much of our talent on the pitch. But the problem with our talent, and there was a great stat in the first 20 minutes of yesterday's game, is that our combined talent uh, of... IU, Wilf and Elise gave the ball away 14 times in the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. and therein lies our issue and has uh, been our issue all the time we're set up to counter and you can only counterattack when you're on it you're you're pressing and everything and we've stopped that I saw a load of comments coming on saying that we have no we have no intensity Nothing of that light. That's because, and you're right, with Elise, he's done a lot of backtracking in the last two to three games. Okay, okay, what he did yesterday was absolutely stupid. You know, he should have just stopped and then made the force the pass out wide, but he didn't, you know. But that's because he's having it jumped into him. He's got to backtrack all the time. You've got the lights of Wilf, Ayu, and Elise backtracking. You're never going to get breakout. And even if you do on a counterattack, you have to keep. Hold of the ball and not turn it over, and unfortunately, players like players like Ayu and Elise and Wilf are continually turning the ball over when they're in good positions. Um, and something has to change uh, on that on that regard. Um, but the, the the biggest thing for me is that it's the formation um i think and this is why it's going i know i get the points people are saying we're already in a scrap well we're we're getting dragged into it we're not all in it at the minute but we are certainly getting dragged into it and you know i get the point about villa but villa didn't actually score against us it was anderson that scored against us maybe that counts as a shot on target but um you know it's just frustrating but i don't think there's a lot wrong i'll go back to what i said at the very start I really, really don't think there's a lot wrong at the minute. It's just a few things that need tweaking, and uh, you know, and they certainly need a rocket up their backside without a shadow of a doubt. They, you know, Sean Derry needs to just make a, a sudden appearance in the change room and threaten to kill them all, because <laughs> or or what I'd like to see is someone like Wilf, who is now like the the most experienced player in in the team, actually having a players' meeting. You know, you hear about it happening, in the likes of Everton, Southampton um, and West Ham even have had a, a one or two lately. You know, the players need to take it upon themselves to actually get into it and then, you know, make an effort to all pull together. Um, are we seeing that? Again, Tim brought up a great uh, point earlier about, you know, we're, we're at the bottom of pretty much every stat other than the poorest one, which is no shots on target where we're top. You know, uh, shots on target, shots, miles covered, you know, tackles made, whatever. We seem to be 19th or 20th, 19th or 20th in everything. And it's just not good enough. And and as fans, we've always said it, haven't we? And I, I don't think there will be anyone that disagrees with this, is that all we want is to see a bit of fight. And we're not even seeing that in a minute.
0: We we used the word try yesterday. The word All we want them to do is try. A couple of quick things. First of all, a bit of news for you, ladies and gentlemen. On, uh, ju- I'm just changing the subject very quickly while it's in my head. Um, I see Mithil Patel is out in the chat. Hello, mate. We need you back on. Uh, on the sub- subject of team members, I'm delighted to announce that on the back of last week's performance, Fergus Tid has very kindly agreed to the, join the presenting team and he will be back with us again very soon. I think you'll all agree with us. Last week, Fergus was outstanding. I know he's out there this evening, so good evening, Missal. Good evening, Ferg. I, hope you, I, I see Chloe's out there. Ian Noble's out there. Cross, we've got more of you watching the bloody shows and actually appearing on it this week. But uh, anyway, delighted to welcome you on the team, Ferg. Um, The other things uh, you mentioned a minute ago, Tim, you said somebody was actually has come off the BBS. Ladies and gentlemen, out in Facebook land, there's loads of you out there this evening. Just a simple yes or no in the chat, please. Who uses Homestyle Online and who uses BBS? Do any of you still use it? I haven't been on the BBS for five years i didn't even realize it was still a thing if i'm honest with you since yeah you know, i know it was the the go-to places years ago those two sites were the go-to places but are they still actually a thing please educate me because i didn't i didn't even know they were still active but there you go uh gary clark straight away come and come back and said yes on the homesdale rob donovan says bbs right so where were we uh anything else in the chat tim you wanted to make a point and then greg i'm coming to you
3: yeah, the, the the point I'll make, i just come back to Ian. Um, I'd love to know, I completely agree with what you said, where you know, things need to change. But do you seriously think Vieira or his coaching staff have the ability or the will to actually do what is necessary and make those changes?
2: Ian, are you responding? No. He's gone. frozen. Okay, I, really uh, I think Nigel is What is he? What's he
0: yeah. saying? I don't know what he say. Is, is he? Is he breaking up?
3: Yeah, I can't really hear. Him. He's oh, oh, he's smiling now. Ian, we can't hear you. Try again.
2: Okay, it's because uh, all the pictures are going. On. I think we were we we're having problems. Uh, but in the production side of things okay so uh, yeah um i think that he can change things whether or not he will i don't know whether or not he's going to persist with trying to overload the the problem as i see it and um i, I appreciate everyone that put in the, the chat as to what i want for i was actually expecting and i'm pleased that you not, very few of you if any of you went this route saying that we need a new striker because that clearly, patently, isn't what we need. What we need, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't know if you guys out there would agree, change of formation, okay? I think playing this, playing two defensive midfielders automatically attracts players onto you, teams onto you. There is a time and a place to, to play two defensive midfielders, and that would be against the Man City's, the Arsenal's, etc., and even, dare I say, at the Scum on the, on the coast, because anyone that thinks we're going to get anything out of them this week is sadly mistaken as well, unfortunately. But it's long overdue, I think. Um, but when it comes to the teams around us and below us, I'd love to see us go back to how well we, uh, you know, the, the way we were playing last season uh, and on the front foot. And that means releasing certainly one of those defensive midfielders. And, and Nick, I think... What you were saying about Luca when, uh was right. They were able to exploit us a little more yesterday once Luca wasn't there. But that's because when Amadou came on, uh, he was actually pushed on. But when he was pushed on, we actually looked more of a threat. And when Edouard came on, we looked more of a threat. And that's the gamble we're going to have to take. That's a gamble I think Vieira is going to have to take. He's going to have to change the formation and allow us to hit, uh, to, to suck teams on, win the ball, let the defence do the work rather than trying to crowd it out and have two people chasing the ball all the time, win the ball and then you've got the likes of Gerhi and Anderson that can thread it and then we can get behind teams. We haven't seen enough of that this season. We don't do enough of it and I think that's the only way we're really going to get out of it. Thank you, mate. Greg, I'm coming to you now because I want to ask you a question. In the
0: chat in response to Ian's question, somebody said that they want us to see, see Vieira playing uh, Elise, Eze, and Zaha, and I think it was Edouard in the same lineup. Okay, well, leaving Edward out for the moment, my honest opinion is every time we've started Eze, his, perform- his performance has been, I nearly swore then, has been below par. Okay, we'll leave it at that. How do we play those three together? I'm sorry, I know you wanted to make a point as well.
1: Um, if I'm honest with you, I, I think, I think look on paper there you would consider them the strongest players um there's there's two ways of looking at it and i think the way that the manager will go is i don't think he'll do that i think he'll stick with with i don't want to call him his favorites but you know i th- i think he certainly has you know eyes for IU and Schlupp. um it, it's it's a roll of the dice thing isn't it you i think when you when you were when you were going to play against the comparable teams you 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 either go for it or, or you you you're cautious it's it's, it's so difficult to, to to choose between the two of what to do really um, you could you could argue and i think i think ian's right i think wednesday is, is unfortunately is not going to end up in our favor is that a game to 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 roll the dice and put those players out there because in a lot of ways if you do put those players out there and we we get a negative result then you know you are you telling us the fan base well, look, these are the players you think you want to see. Or you go cautious and, and you know, it It probably is nil-nil for 70-odd minutes and, and we maybe lose one nil. So uh, uh, how do you determine that? Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not sure I can really answer the question. I I, I just I just think that they are your two options.
0: OK, thank you, mate. Well, on the, on the subject of Wednesday evening, because we're going to move on, if you don't mind, boys. I want to talk about the upcoming fixtures. On the subject of Wednesday evening, I will be winging my way down south, down to that horrible place, okay? Uh, and if any of you are in the in Facebook land or, or joining us down in the, on, the, on the south coast, uh, we will be in, uh, I think it's yeah, the weather boons, down near the seafront, straight out the station, straight down the other one is on the right-hand side. Uh, it's, the, it's the away supporters pub for that fixture every year. And if you've never been in there to the Spoons on that day, please get in there early for number one. Obviously, because it was full of Palace fans, it does get busy, but it's actually a really raucous and friendly environment. It's really good fun. OK, I, sh- I shall be down there most of the day. Miss Baker's out in the chat. I know she's heading away her- way down there. Hopefully she'll join us for a drink or seven in in that weatherspoon pub so if you're down there please come up and say hello don't be shy i'm you know i'm just a palace fan at the end of the day facing heading up a, uh, a page on social media enjoying what we do okay so if you are in the pub and you see me down there come up and say hello to us because i really want to I, I would be delighted to say like right fixtures coming up i think it's fair to say let's move on go on, greg before i know you want to make a point
1: okay yeah all it was there was there was a couple of comments and, and back to your sort of original question is what do we need and it was a co- it was a comment from from Chloe Johnson and I, I agree with her I think Patrick Vieira needs to decide what his best eleven is I know that appreciate that sort of touches on your preceding question but I think I think he needs to understand the best starting eleven um, another question sorry that I had Richard Thomas um, yes it is a Fender Jazz Master it's the, the not the green one it's the cream one. Uh, uh slightly unrelated <laughs> football um <laughs> uh and I, I can't remember the the name of the chap that mentioned about the villa game yes that was one of our cup finals we're not going to win them all villa are, are comparable to palace and anderson did score the goal which ian had mentioned otherwise we're getting a nil you nil know, we're 20 minutes away yesterday or 25 minutes yesterday from getting a nil nil draw these are the fine margins and and, and unfortunately we're, we're on the wrong end of all of these at the moment but Let's this Like I said earlier, this show changes. If we'd have drawn at Villa, drawn against City, we've got a different outlook. It, it's, it's on a knife edge. You know, I, I get it. it. It's that close. And, you know, we would be two, three points better off.
2: Thank you, mate. Ian. Nick, just a very quick one. Gary Fisher, I've just seen his post. If we lose Wednesday, Vieira's gone Thursday morning. Really? Do we really think that? Does anyone else really think that? I'm not saying he's wrong.
3: I'm not, is it that we're we at that point right. really you just teed Tim up Tim if he goes who the hell are you going to get in his place you know I, I, I still say I still say if you look and he's not the only one and I've said it many times and I'll say it again the board and the owners have a lot to answer for because quite simply over the 10 years that we've been in the Premier League they have not invested into the team to the level that is needed to push a team forward in the Premier League. Each year, it's just get by. Let's just get to the close season and then see what we can do. So that's not Vieira's fault. You can't turn a silk. You can't put it. You can't make a silk pierce out of sales ear. him and all the other managers have not been backed enough. It is his fault. He plays players in the wrong position. Yes. but... You get rid of Vieira. Who are you going to get in? Sam Allardyce? Coleman? You know, what manager's out there? Because Potter's not going to get sacked by Chelsea now. Who would you get in his place? And would, would they do anything different? Tim. Would you have Brendan Rogers if,
2: right. he, if he was sacked from Leicester? No. I don't think we will sack him.
0: And I don't, I don't think he will. Tim, I think the point you're making is actually quite valid because it's what you've got to realise is is we are halfway through a good rebuild. Well, we've got no choice at the end of this season. What did we say? 10 out of contracts. We are gonna go yep. and complete that. Yeah, whether we exactly buy any players or not. Now he's he's already they've already made a start on the first half. Let's get the second half done now at the end of this season, okay, and see where we are. If in September we're sitting here saying, Yeah, you know, we haven't had another shot on target, uh, then then we'll move it on. But it's we're only halfway through the project, it's a project. Let's stay positive. Right. I want to move it on because I'm conscious of the time, guys. So let's write off Brighton. Let's write off Arsenal. Okay. I'm not worried about them. We have got 12 games left. Five at home, seven away. Okay. And out of those games, now just listen to this running. You're all out there worried about that. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to get relegated. We could have a massive bearing. Palace could have a massive bearing on what happens at the bottom of the table. And listen to this. So we got to play eight of the teams that are below us. We've still got yet to play. Yes, we still got to play Spurs, Arsenal, Brighton. I know that. Okay. But we've got to play eight of the teams below us. Okay. Which gives us a huge say in what happens at the end of May, who goes down. Um, So it's Leicester at home. It's Leeds away. It's Southampton away. Everton at home. You know, my thoughts on everything that comes out of Merseyside. Can you, the joys of this show, if we are responsible for sending Everton down, it would be nothing but happiness, okay? We've got to play West Ham at home. We could end up sending West Ham down. We've got to play Bournemouth at home. We've got to play Fulham away irrelevant because they're, they're one of the three or 4 we who've got to play above us, okay? And Forest. we have got, we could have a huge bearing on what happens at the end of the season. You never know; we might lose them all. We get sucked into it, and we go down. But the reality is, because of our points tally now and who we've got left to play, God, don't go on the BBS and say this because you get shot down. But
2: think positive. <laughs> don't look everyone. at John. Don't look at John's comment either, because he just said we're we'll, uh, all defeats. <laughs> <laughs> there's
1: there's some, some really good comments. Last,
3: comment.
2: there's some God, really mate, some out. Yeah. Yeah, the two great comments. The one that came up, that's what I was laughing at. The one with some, uh, Mark said that Gary Gary Linnick is free. I just wet myself then. That's <laughs> hilarious.
1: My favourite comment so far was uh, was was Ian Noble being lined up to do match of the day too. That was that was a bit earlier. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> with his glass of Merlot.
1: Yeah, look. No, there is. In all fairness, there is lots of good questions, and uh, namely about um, playing people in the right position. Um, The fact that we needed to upgrade a right back three years ago, um, I I don't think I've seen it. But in my opinion is I think we needed to buy a left back, which I think I've said in every show I've been on. Um, We can't just write games off, um, which, again, was another another Chloe comment. Um, Look, that fixture list that came up, avoid defeat in all of those games. Three wins, three draws. We're done. We're on the beach. That's it. Over. Season's finished and on I won't come back Second on the show me used <laughs> that word on this on this show beach um 532 um y- y- you asked, uh, no sorry 352 i don't know i don't think we want to risk it right now but you know the thought of a 352 with anderson richards and Gahey, i i think sounds sounds like something i'd like to see yeah um I-, I think that that would be positive i think that would be a good change uh definitely like to know people's comments Uh, on on that side of things Um, but yeah looking at that fixture list you know if we do pick up a draw against Brighton and Arsenal it's entirely possible Um, you know there's two more points one more draw and then you've got your Leeds Everton's um, sorry I forget the other games but we will get a win we will win again and you never know these these um, these kind of things happen you know you put a, a string of results together Palace could go and win you know three out of four you know the whole the whole landscape's changed at that point I think we're going to scrape it we, we you know it's not pretty it's not good we know we're in trouble it's not right there's something not quite right but look stay positive people
0: can you see Paul Grant's comment to you Greg have you ever been on the beach in Oldham and I think what he's <laughs> alluding to with the old back in the day?
1: <laughs> yeah like like I said last week though that was four teams went down that year you know and you know yeah, we were naturally and, the fourth side. So, but I look, mean, that, look yeah, exactly ex- ex- exactly that. You know they they pull three wins out the bag. You know Um who would be two up front? Greg Qua um, from Georgia Wagui. I don't know if we play that way. You know four four two. I'd, I'd love to see it. Um I, I just don't think Palace would ever play it. I'll I mean. tell,
2: you, I'll tell you what, I'd like. I'd like. I'd certainly go with three five two. But I'd have. We need and we've. Ne- when was the last time we had a proper number 10 sitting in the hole? okay because this for me is our problem is our lack of creativity for all this talent i keep Mm. hearing about they're individuals they're not team players and yes there will be moments when you know everyone they'll get everyone on their feet uh the only person Ever does it consistently as well and has ever done it consistently as well, but he can't do it on his own. So we need a team of these. Elise, for a professional player, I cannot believe a professional player of that age is so one footed. As a defender, you just show him, just show him onto his right foot all the time, onto his right foot because he doesn't have one. Um, And and we get blinded by these little moments of genius. And then, you know, we, ju- we just think the sun shines out of their backside. They're pretty average. It's a pretty average team. But when we play, we, we have the ability. It's getting that out of them. but And you do that through the formation. So I agree, Greg. Three at the back. Jell and I were talking about this a few weeks back. Three at the back. We've got the players. And they're, they're all three of them, including And you can include Tompkins in this as well. You know, they're all good on the ball and maybe he's not he's the weaker passer out of all three, but they're all good on the ball and they've all got a bit of pace about them. And then that pushes that pushes the whole team up forward. And then you've got the chance of getting in behind team. But we still need that little Coutinho, that little, you know, Firmino, that little player that just sits in the hole and just pings the ball about Aaron Ramsey in his prime, whatever. And we've never had one, have we? I'm not even going to think about Thomas Brolin. So, uh, but uh, I don't think. Uh, can any of you guys remember when we've had a proper it, sitting in the hole number ten? Anyone out there? I can't.
1: Would it? Would Would you have considered Nick Cole that player? No. I think that's the player um, we just thought we know, would probably buy.
2: Jordan Mudge. There we go.
1: <laughs> He's
2: back playing for Crawley now. Jordan he? Mudge. <laughs> right, boys. Uh,
0: a couple of comments. S- uh, Simon Cribbin saying we can't do three five two without wing backs and there was a question Nigel, from Teresa Baker and I wonder oh there it is. Okay. And I think it's probably the best question of the night. And she's asking you and the panel do you think creative creativity by other players is sometimes hampered by Wolf? Now do you know what it's actually sometimes something I've thought of before that that's obviously how we're going to be playing next season, I would guess uh, with Alise uh, and Zaha will Zaha obviously be gone. Alise and uh, Eze in this team with probably Edouard up top. So, and I think that's a major part of the project. Do you think that the Zaha thing sometimes has held us back? That all we've, all we've tried to do over the last two or three years is get the ball out of the world at all costs?
1: Greg? Look, I, th- I think when you've got a player like that, you've got you haven't really got much choice, have you? You know, he is the strongest player, so you, you know that is playing to your strength, isn't it? You know, ultimately, why why are you not going to do that? Um, does it hamper creativity? <sighs> Potentially, yeah. I guess it, it 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 exposes us as not really having an option B, um, which we we haven't had for a long time. Um, I think last season is is that's call it the flash in the pan, you know. The Gallagher effect, whatever you want, you know. Let's face it, we had a different, a different experience last season with a with a not too different points tally as to what we have now. Last season was was much more positive, a good cut run. You know, we got super, Pat Vieira twelve months ago. Now, you know, we're having conversations about who are they replacing. Uh, you know, sorry, who are they replacing him with? Um, look, I, th- I think I think it's, it's it's clear that we don't have. We, we don't have
0: that other option. Sorry, Greg, the, we are listening to you, but a uh, comment in the chat is now is, can somebody ask Ian to yeah. close out a little Bobby Crush on the piano as we as we,
2: as we we go off tonight, uh, which I think would be highly amusing. Um, I thought what well, Bobby bought, I didn't know, even know Bobby Crush is, but...
3: Yes, you do.
2: Uh, right, okay, Ian, same question to you. Uh, is Will stifling our creativity? Yeah, Teresa, spot on. Yes, I do think so. Um but that's because, you know, he gets the ball all the time because he's the only one out of our talent that can actually hold on to it and do something with it at a minute. Um, but it's a sort—it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? If you don't give him the ball, we lose it; we turn it over. If you do give him the ball, then you know it's—he's it's, a one-man show. So I think we said it for—we said it for quite a while now. Uh, once he's gone, we'll have to find another way of playing, and it might—you might find it
3: will settle down and it be more of a team effort. Tim, same question. Yeah, I think unfortunately age is catching up with Will to a certain Will to a certain extent. I don't think he's quite as quick as he used to be. Um, and also other teams are figured him out. They know how to they know what to do to to like keep him out of the game a bit. And unfortunately, because I think he's such a big character and obviously such a big player at the club, I think there is certainly an element of just give it to Will, push Will, give it to Will. But uh, it's just not producing.
0: Okay, mate. Well, ladies and gentlemen out in Facebook land, I'm going to call it a night in a minute. Um, we have got a show coming up uh, next Monday, I believe it is. I'm sure. There you go, as if by magic. We will return on Monday, the 20th of March at eight o'clock, where we will be reviewing both the Arsenal and the Brighton games. And um, at the moment, as things stand, I'm delighted to say I won't be in the chair. Before you go, boys, before I let you off for the evening, I would like to know, out in Facebook, man, out those two fixtures, the Brighton game and the Arsenal game. How many points do you believe that we will receive uh, in the next? Well, in the next seven days, before the next show on Monday evening, Um, Ian, you first. Sorry,
2: can you repeat the question? How many points? (laughs) Believe that we will receive Brighton and Arsenal games
0: none
2: and our goal difference
0: will be okay he is going with the positivity tim your thoughts please
3: minus three uh no i'm gonna go one point there we go i want to be positive and go for one point listen we're men of the people look what's look at in the chat zero 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 (laughs) rob
2: donovan's always a you know, he always likes to put his head above the parapet and be different, doesn't he? Yeah. What do you say? I can't see what I, I can't
0: see. Rob's thing. Tights uh, and one point says don't. Yeah, good on you, Rob canavan Says one shot at target. Tony Quinn says naught naught, and we're, we're gonna see five and eight. God, you do know what? stuff, guys. Do you know uh, what well, I did that's, ask a a
2: bit a, that's a better question, Nick sorry Nick that's a better question how many shots on target are we going to have in the next two games is probably what you should have asked (laughs) Greg you never answered the question but I'll let you answer
1: yeah I I didn't uh look traditionally I think we do quite quite well away at the Amex and um the Emirates so the 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 hopeful part of me thinks we might pick up a point uh to be honest I think Brighton are going to beat us which means we get a point at Arsenal, which is, you know, it's the business end of the season now. You know, they're, 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 they've they got a grasp on the title. I, I, I want to say a point, but, you know, to be positive, but I, I, to be fair, it's probably not going to, we're going to lose them both, I think.
0: I'm reading think all your comments that. as they go through, all your predictions, guys. Um, Teresa, I sure. thought you, uh, she's just said four points. I think Teresa's probably fallen on <laughs> trips over in, in A and she's actually uh, landed on one of the needles in A and E, I believe. I'm sure she's in check on this. Just
1: just going back to that number ten question, um, someone someone's uh, pointed out Jovan Karovski and Marwan Shemak. So I'd like your thoughts on that. For those two was players. Shemak
2: a number, 10? Yeah, no, Gabay, I number I ten Yeah, and Kabai, I saw that. Kabai was seven though, wasn't he? So probably not. Listen, boys,
0: why it was seven for sure. Listen, I think that was we'll, we'll draw a line under it there. Uh, we will be, I do know who's in this. We saw put out a lineup, uh, guys out in the chat. The red and blue team, if you're available, dro- drop me a message and let me know. It might even be Ian Noble in the chair. Ian Lyons, long overdue. Come back and see us soon. That's
3: the by,
0: by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I must add, the rocket man, he's. he's that's not his real lounge, by the way. Yeah, he, his lounge is full of like, multicolored balls. It's like a play pit. Okay, is where he normally. Is. Good to see him, mate. The sun's still shining Thank on your head, by the way.
2: Likewise, yeah. Well, that's the best place for it to be.
0: <laughs> and Greg, <laughs> and Greg, lovely to see you as always. Please don't be too long yet.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think I think I've done a hat trick of shows now, ladies and so gentlemen. Great. Anyway. <laughs> Thank
0: you ever so much for being with company.
1: Oh, and as you can see, we are still
0: experiencing minor technical details. Thank you on behalf of myself, Nick Phil, for your host. I will see you again hopefully next week, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Six points, everybody! Come on! I Good
2: night. Let's hope so. <laughs>